0: How much, how much and what kind of courage is required do we need when we're having difficult conversations around ecological concerns? In other words, when we're talking to people who don't necessarily agree or see the world through the same lens that we do, particularly around ecological concerns and challenges. Well, that's exactly the question and the subject we're going to take on today uh, in Poetry, Passion, and Pleasure Podcast with your host, Dale Byron. That's me. This is the place where we use poetry in uh, often uh, untraditional ways uh, to help us in our everyday lives to be a little bit more connected, a little bit more skillful. So let's jump right in. So the question, again, is how much and what type of courage is required to have meaningful conversations concerning climate change, Uh, of course, yes, but also way upriver, the more foundational and causal uh, issue that we face, which is... um, Uh, ecological overshoot or what some have called the meta crisis, which is really the um, more the entire um, combination of ecological uh, crisis crises that we are facing. And when we're having conversations with people with who have different assumptions, different maps, different beliefs than we do, and it seems to me I'm seeing this all over the place where this particular concern is coming up again and again, how are we ever going to move forward uh, in these difficult, difficult, existential, existentially difficult times unless we can begin to talk to each other, particularly those of us who don't necessarily agree or don't, um, see the world exactly the same. Uh, this was really kind of, uh, the impetus for today's podcast is what I've been hearing, uh, in the world, but also in a very immediate sense. I had a conversation recently with a, uh, with a longtime friend, young man who is very bright and, um, uh, you know we agree on so many different things we we see we our our, our maps of the world are uh, very very similar and yet when we were having some conversations about sort of ecological concerns one of the things that i realized was that uh, my friend had a little bit more of what i would call a techno optimist point of view which is the idea that technology is going to really um um save us, come rushing up like the Calvary. And uh, I, I don't want to overstate that. Again, he and I agree on so many things. It's just that his perspective is, is, much, is more in that area. And for me, I'm much more skeptical because not that technology is not going to play a part, but I'm skeptical because it is technology which has gotten us <laughs> into the difficult um, states that we are in. And I would say uh, technology of our economic philosophy uh, and many kinds of technology, not just the traditional ones, but the ideas uh, as, as in, in so much as ideas can become a kind of technology uh, as well. So um, I was also thinking about this is a subject that's come up is when we're in conversations with others. How much are we um, aiming to be truthful and honest versus helpful? I think as we're going to see as we delve into this today, um, that we need both. Paradoxically, we need both. We need to be helpful in the sense that uh, we need to be very empathetic with other people's points of view. We need to understand that this is uh, there's a lot of anxiety around this subject. So that we have to be open and open to be influenced ourselves at the same time that we, as we'll see uh, uh, as we get into this, that we um, speak our own heart uh, to to be courageous. So I think this is a good time to jump right into the poem, because I think there's uh, a lot of these points uh, are deep in this poem. So let's do that right now. The poem is called These Small Fractions of Courage Are Enough. These Small Fractions of Courage Are Enough. And uh, the poem starts with a um, uh, a quote by Bertolt Breck, uh, Bertolt Brecht, which is the quote is this, unhappy is the land that needs a hero. Unhappy is the land that needs a hero. And let's jump right into the first lines of the poem. These are the days, these are the days of hurting hearts. These are the days of hurting hearts, of our new realities and dying stories, stories that need our hospice care, that have lost their way and relevance. These are the times of pandemics, barely in the rearview mirror, It is an epic, epic, I'm sorry, it is an epic of poisonous politics cleaved to nuclear weapons. It is an epic of poisonous politics cleaved to nuclear weapons. Such dawning times that wisdom and sanity had hoped to avoid, had hoped to avoid All these symptoms flowing fast into a morass of multiple ecological crises of which climate is only one. Together, making a bitter brew of overshooting the earth's sacred capacities to renew and heal, feel it, feel it, feel it, habitats of horror, creatures crushed. Forests flaming, oceans obliterated, diversities dying, and materials left to mayhem. So now to say, so now to say, so now to say that business as usual needs only tweaking, needs only our tweaking, is to traffic in a stunning hubris. So now is to say that business as usual needs only our tweaking is to traffic in a stunning hubris with this God of limitless growth, making metaphors out of cancer. The odious plan call ravaging the earth into a final submission. But wait, but wait, hold on. Feel this too. It is also the time of old courage turning new. It is also the time of old courage turning new. Its archaic root of core or heart tells all, tells all. The poet calls courage an act of knowing, speaking, and following the deeper directions of the heart. Of the heart. It is the wisdom of enough. It is the wisdom of enough. It is the wisdom of no separation. Forget the flashy courage of heroes. Our new kind is replete with ambivalence, confusion, and fear that even the smallest act of this new courage is a gratitude-laden miracle. How we celebrate even its fractions, how we celebrate even its fractions, especially the trembling kind, a simple and honest courage that even we, that even we, the flawed, vulnerable, and ordinary ones, may actually be able to render in this our rocky, grieving, and beautiful world. That even the smallest act of this new courage is a gratitude-laden miracle, how we celebrate even its fractions especially the trembling kind, a simple and honest courage that even we, we, the flawed, vulnerable, and ordinary ones may actually be able to render in this our rocky, grieving, and beautiful world. Well, that is a poem that I wrote Um, just in the last few months. And again, it was um, because I was thinking so much about how we have defined often in our culture, how we have defined courage only in these sort of grand ways, these heroic ways. I'm not saying that's not courage, but I'm saying that it is the time for we Average folk, to have agency, to claim what we feel in our hearts and in our minds, and to be able to speak that, and to be able to speak that with um, skillfulness, so that we are able to have conversations that are meaningful conversations with. Um, With others. I said, this is where my note says, this is where a new kind of everyday courage comes into play, not the spectacular, heroic, death defying kind of courage, but the everyday courage to speak our minds and hearts, to risk our beliefs and assumptions, to hazard and paradoxically stand up for our truth. Now, what makes that a paradox? Well, I think um, to be able to hazard our truth is to be able to sit with uncertainty, to be able to be with another in a way that we allow that other person to potentially influence us and to influence us. And at the same time, to paradoxically stay. With integrity of our own heart, what are the directions of our own heart and mind, and to be able to speak them skillfully enough that we can both listen and be heard at the same time or in the same conversation. Uh, I said um, to willingly be and admit our uncertainty, that takes courage. Have you noticed? to merge kindness, caring, and our own truth all together so that we can stay connected to ourselves, to others, and to the great other, sometimes called the natural world. Now, I want to, uh, there's a very, very short poem I wanted to bring to today's episode by Emily Dickinson. Um, It's called To Fight Aloud is Very Brave. Let me say this short little poem and then um mention of course why i thought it was appropriate for today she says it like this emily dickinson to fight aloud to fight aloud is very brave to fight aloud is very brave but gallanter but gallanter more gallant but gallanter i know who charge within the bosom the cavalry of woe who win and nations do not see, who fall and none observe, whose dying eyes no country regards with patriotic love. I think Emily Dickinson here is talking about the courage to connect to our own heart, to our own truth. Who She says, but gallanter, more gallant. But gallanter I know who charge within the bosom, the calvary of woe. What an image that is, the the calvary of woe. See, the way I think about it is that we are social animals and we want to be able, especially our own, what we consider our own tribe, we find it very difficult to, um, um, to, to be in disagreement with those that we like and trust and um, yeah, all of that. And yet for us to be able to talk about the nuances of our beliefs, sometimes, you know, more than nuances, but to be able to do that skillfully, to push up against, to have the courage, core, heart, to speak our heart courage, to speak and tell and know our truth, That takes everyday courage. And I think we are going to have to um, exhibit that everyday courage more and more. Because what is the alternative if we cannot have conversations, particularly with those that we care about, uh, to be able to talk about differences? And particularly for those who we, you know, our, our disagreements are a little bit more overt, and their maps are a little bit or a, quite a bit different than ours. How are we ever going to do that without this everyday courage, core heart, this ability to know, to speak and to own our own truth? So I want to end um, this episode today with one other short poem by wonderful poet Ann Hillman. And I've talked about this a little bit already today, but this is the ability to, um, to be with our uncertainty. That, to me, takes this kind of everyday courage that we're talking about, to actually be uncertain. One of the things I find very difficult about people, um, about those at either end of the spectrum, those who say that, you know, we are absolutely doomed and there's nothing we can do and all of that. Um, To me, that is someone who is who is uh, dying almost literally to be certain because it's so uncomfortable to not be certain in every moment. And then on the other end would be the ultimate huge techno optimist who just say, oh, this is no problem. Uh, You know, don't worry about a thing. Uh, All this is going to be fixed by technology that uh, we haven't quite invented yet, but we're going to do it. So those are the extremes. And for me, those are people who cannot bear the burden of uncertainty. And I think it takes um, courage to bear uncertainty. Okay, so the poem by Ann Hillman is called We Look With Uncertainty. It goes like this. We look with uncertainty beyond the old choices For clear-cut answers, we look with uncertainty beyond the old choices for clear-cut answers to a softer, more permeable aliveness, which is every moment at the brink of death. For something new is being born in us if we but let it. For something new is being born in us if we but let it. We stand at a new doorway, awaiting that which comes, daring to be human creatures, vulnerable, vulnerable to the beauty of existence, learning to love, learning to love. We stand at a new doorway, awaiting that which comes, daring to be human creatures, vulnerable to the beauty of existence learning to love. So in the conversation that I had with my friend recently that I was talking about, um, I think we were able to stick with one another and we could see that there were places where there were great overlap, There were places that we did not overlap, but there were many places where we overlapped, And I think we both came away from the conversation, um, with an understanding of each other a little bit more and that we had been able to delve into a conversation, which sometimes can be difficult, especially if we have different maps, different assumptions, different beliefs. And we were able to do that. Um, I would say with some skill and, uh, which is, you know, which is wonderful, because uh, there's certainly many times I haven't been skillful, um, but I think this is the kind of courage. This is what I'm talking about. The small fractions of courage are enough, as uh, the poem I wrote says: "The small fractions of courage are enough." And um, how um, I said that our our new kind of courage, in other words, our new kind of courage is replete with ambivalence, confusion, and fear. It's okay. See, courage can can have that, all of that in it in a paradoxical way. It, we can be ambivalent. We can be confused. We can have fear and still, still speak our hearts. I think in some ways that is the definition of core Reg core, heart, to speak our heart, to come from our heart, is to be able to be ambivalent, to be confused, to have fear, and still show up. Someone said that if you want to have hope, it must be based in action. It must be based in action. I'm not saying big, huge, heroic actions could be small actions, but it is based in actions. So then I say that that even the smallest act of this new courage is a gratitude-laden miracle. How we celebrate even the fractions, especially the trembling kind. Sometimes when we are being courageous in this everyday way, we can feel the nervousness, the trembling. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I say, to end the poem, a simple and honest courage that even we, the flawed, vulnerable, and ordinary ones, may simply be able to render, in this, our rocky, grieving, and beautiful world. Okay that's a wrap. That's a wrap. As I always say, thank you so much. I have so much gratitude and appreciation for everyone who uh, follows this podcast, who enjoys the poems and this perspective. And to that extent, if you feel like referring this to someone else that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast as well, please do. I'd love to get more poetry out there in the world. And as I always say, until next time and next poems, please, please take good care of yourself. And if you can, take care of someone else too. Thank you.